You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Darcy Silver. In this podcast, we're going to make me funny. That's right. We're going to explore the world of comedy in an attempt for me to get on stage to perform my first stand-up comedy set. UNLV and the Board of Regents are not associated with this podcast in any way, and the material may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. And welcome back. Yes, indeed. We have an exciting guest here with us in the office, uh, in the studio. Uh, we have Lou Miguelowitz. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Darcy. It's great to be here. I want to talk about uh, uh, a very important thing, and that's comedy. I'm very serious about comedy. I know you are. You, in, in fact, have inspired me. Uh, you might not remember this, but wow. it had to have been about 14, 15 years ago when I first came to Las Vegas and I experienced comedy. I was watching you do um, stand-up. Wow. What a, it was a blur for me, but it, you remember it clearly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You had a, a great persona and act that it had always kept in my mind of something that, you know, looked so much fun to do that, you know, has gotten me to this point. So uh, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, I I want to show that appreciation and build comedy with you. Thanks so much. Wow, that's really sweet. I uh, wish I could remember the show that you're even talking about. It, but, it was uh, at the Firefly. It might have been torn down by oh, now. Oh, wow, Be- yeah. Before they got uh, the, the roaches. Maybe, yeah, there was three owners <laughs> since then, but that was really fun. Yeah, Fly Lounge, I called it. Yeah. That was really cool. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, you've always been in- involved in the community and doing so many different things that it's always been inspiring. Uh, and so I am going to make my first attempt to try to replicate what you've done in some ways. Wow. You know, and following your footsteps here. Well, that's exciting, man. I have a, I wish you a lot of luck. Stand-up is so much fun, and uh, it is terrifying at first, but that's kind of what is so fun about it. So, yeah. so I think you're going to do great. So anything you need to know, let me know. I'm yeah. here to help. Well, so a- as we've been talking about building a set, right, there's always the opening, right? Do you do the same thing every single time? Is there something that you make that's topical to break the ice, right? Those first Mm -hmm. few seconds, you know, almost matter the most, right? And then there's building of the persona Mm -hmm. of the character, which I remember you did so well, you know, literally taking, uh, you know, things out of your hair, right? (laughs) Right. That, That was, you know, so memorable to me still today, right? That that was so easily built and able to be kept with for so long, right? That you've, you know, continued to build off, which is great. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, still refuse to get a haircut because that's such a great gag. Yeah, so, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, so let's see, your question was... Yeah, tell us how you go about creating your openings. Mm. Is it the same every time? Usually it is, yeah, because you want to start off strong. You want to... After that first joke or two, if you can get the audience on your side right away, then you've got them. So you really do want to go out strong with like something you know is going to work. Um, sometimes it would depend on the scenario because every show's different, I guess. If there's something happening in the room that 
you really have to mention. Like if I don't mention it, that would be weird. So maybe you should do like an off the cuff thing just to mention the elephant in the room in this, you know, one off scenario. But generally I would go with like the strong joke that, you know, is going to work and then they're instantly going to be on your side. Okay. And uh, building that persona, uh, mm -hmm. we've talked about in, in past uh, episodes here that, you know, you have to really kind of develop a character and then, you know, live that character to its you know, fullest potential. Uh, in my particular case, you know, uh, making fun of myself is is easy because I'm a target in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so, you know, I'm you know, really not afraid to let it go at that point. Uh, I almost want to start the show by saying, you know, everything I'm about to say is completely fake, so don't worry about it type of thing, and then just let it go, right? So people, you know, can, um, uh, you know, appreciate embellishment with mm. it and it be okay. But maybe that already breaks the comedy. Right. You, know? you kind of want to give them the illusion that it's all true. Because, like, the best comedy, you know, there's truth in every joke, right? So the best comedy is going to be true. And even if you're exaggerating or embellishing, that's great. Like, that's going to get a bigger laugh. But you kind of want them to at least think it's true, even if what you're saying is made up or it didn't happen today. You're always like, oh, what happened to me today on the way to the show? It didn't happen today. It happened 10 years ago, but the joke still works. So you just kind of want to make it make them believe it's true. And then you can kind of get away with a little more because they're believing you. They're on your side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of, of different comedians that have inspired you, you know, who, who's been, you know, your, you know, hmm. shining star and, you know, who have you tried to emulate or, you know, build comedy off of? You know, because there's so many different styles, as we talked about, like prop comedy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, versus, you know, dirty comedy, right? And clean comedy, the, the different styles that exist, storytelling, the music, mm -hmm. you know. Right. And it sort of evolves over time, like... Uh Starting when I was really young, it was watching Rodney Dangerfield and George Carlin and these kind of greats are the ones that made me love stand-up and uh, study stand-up. So these guys were my favorite. And then sort of when I started, which was like 2008-ish, was when I actually got on stage. Um, back then it was Dave Attell and Mitch Hedberg were like the guys I was listening to their albums on repeat. I was memorizing that stuff. And... Um, they're like a little bit dirtier than what I ended up being, but those were like the guys I was really emulating at the beginning. And then um, it sort of cleaned up for me. And then I started working with Louis Anderson. I was Louis's opening act for a few years and that sort of, he made me start working cleaner. And generally you just get more opportunities when you're a clean comic. So, so now it's like watching Jim, Jim Gaffigan, like he's brilliant and he's clean and he can just spit out an hour after an hour and he just, makes all these specials so so it evolves over time but um right now yeah like gaffigan is one of my favorites that i could watch and brian regan is also so brilliant and so clean and so simple so uh so those are the guys i'm loving right now yeah yeah and it's very difficult as i am trying to to write comedy you know where my head goes is immediately like mm -hmm. kind of the worst places right you know and i'm trying to do best to uh, in the moment when something happens, right, that mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, write it down. To, right. But then if I forget that even, you know, two minutes later, like, what was it? I know there was something funny that was about to yeah. happen there. Yeah, my memory isn't like what it used to be. So I'll 
think of something and I'll like put it in my tweet drafts. Like I won't send it. It'll just like, that's where I save it. Cause I don't have a notepad app anymore. Nope. So it's like, you need somewhere to save it. Or, uh, Chris Rock used to like call himself and leave a voicemail and would like leave his jokes on his answering machine. Like whatever it takes, you have to figure out what, what works for you to remember that idea once lightning strikes. Right. Yeah. That like tape recorder or something, yeah. you know, almost to even practice the delivery of it, uh, to hear it back you know mm -hmm. would probably be a good idea right uh, yeah so you know as we're creating a, a set for myself you know in essence uh we're going to be hosting uh unlv comedy week here wow uh, so there's going to be a few performances that are going to be done uh, as part of a new registered student organization that we've created uh, and so we're going to be bringing comedy to unlv It'll be available for students, staff, community, you know, general public. That's excellent. Here yeah. in the union and the theater there? Or uh, it, it, in one of the theaters on campus, wow. yeah, in the alumni building. Here. Yeah, uh, November 14th and 15th. Wow. Yeah, so we'll uh, certainly I'll, have you come and, and, and watch Thank you. Uh, as, as a real comedian performs. Uh, but we'll have, you know, this set that we're building right now. Uh, be performed as well. That's your showcase. Yeah, excellent. Okay, yeah. cool. So, so this podcast is the build up to create that. Uh, students are encouraged to join this new organization to help me uh, as we get ready for the the fall uh, the the throughout the semester here. Uh, you know, to to make it enjoyable. Excellent. Uh, it's like your final exam. Yeah, <laughs> or the beginning of the end of it, right? <laughs> if you expect to bomb, then it, it, your expectations can just be, oh, wait, I didn't bomb. You know, that that's a little bit better than, than hoped for, so it's a win, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just getting through it. Once you're up there and you're, like, standing there, um, you, you feel great. So, yeah, you're nervous that first joke or two, but then once you're there, you're just living in the moment, so. Yeah. Yeah. And the memorization is probably going to be the most challenging thing. I think I'm going to have to have my phone with me here, mm -hmm. you know, just to be able to, you know, keep clarity as to some of the material. Right. A, a buddy that I know, um, want to get his gags, he'll have like a clipboard. And so he'll be like checking it off and like, oh, that joke worked, did that one. And then he'll like cross it off and like, oh, skipping that one. And so that always gets like an easy laugh. And this way you're able to look at your notes without it like cheating. You like kind of get a laugh yeah. by looking at your notes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about something like, uh, you know, having it open. Right. And yeah, oh, uh, my wife just, you know, sent me a text. She said, good luck and don't look at your notes. Oh, and you're looking at it right when she sent it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it maybe funny, maybe not. I don't know. You know. Oh, that's the gag for the stage. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah. I believed it. Yeah. Wow, you're, you're a really good actor. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, time, comedic timing is going to be part right. of the challenge of it. Uh, and so you know, in, in case it, it didn't go funny, I'm going to create a you know a face and just stare at someone, and you know, just the uncomfortable laughter will you know at, at the backup level <laughs> make something you know. That could help. As a character, right? What I do is because, like, you know, I generally don't want to talk to the crowd. I don't care where you're from or what you do usually. But I do want the audience to feel involved. So I, like, kind of, like, fake the involvement where I, like, point at someone and, like, oh, you agree? Or what do you think about that? So it's, like, I make them feel involved without actually, like, I don't want to have a conversation with you. You only have three or five minutes. You can't really have a chat chat with someone in the front row but i like to like make them feel involved and i'll point at them and like oh she agrees with that or she, you know what i mean yeah so yeah. 
make them feel engaged. Yeah. And I, I feel like that has to be, you know, mm-hmm. almost like polling the audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And how, how do you effectively get their participation uh, you know, uh, or if they would admit it or not, at least of the different things, right? Like, you know, okay, you know, we're here on campus right now, you know, raise your hand if you've already gotten your first STD, <laughs> All right? You know, you know who to avoid. Thank you, everybody. You right. Know. And then the, if no one raises their hand, you still point and be like, oh, that guy raised his hand a little quickly. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, you control what's going on in the room. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, being able to take uh, you know, obviously the audience that you're performing in front of into mind because it can't ultimately be the same thing every time you have to adapt it, you know, understanding. Right. So uh, in, in our last episode, we were talking about politics mm-hmm. and I watched a recent uh, comedian perform and it was very clear the room wasn't sharing their conservative views and so they immediately, you know, in essence, went a different direction, mm-hmm. you know, and just dropped it from, you know, their set completely. And, you know, in seeing their performance multiple times, you know, where it could have gone and, you know, the room itself, if they love it and they're just laughing along with it, right, that you mm-hmm. continue, you know, to build the momentum, right? Um, as we think about a joke, right, uh, we've, we've learned that you start with a punchline, basically, and, and work backwards from that. So you have to have whatever it is being funny. You can't just you know kind of tell the story and then there was no quite ending mm-hmm. to it, why it is and kind of work from backwards to that. Do you have a particular uh, method of how you create a joke? There's a couple ways to do it. You can sometimes have the punchline first and work backwards. That's certainly one way. And then sometimes you have the premise and you're like, oh, that's a great premise, but it needs more. So, so there's a lot of ways to do it. And then um, there's, you know, the different like joke formulas. So it's, I like to think of it as um, like a musician has like his different chords and then he, that's how you make a song with the different chords. So the comedians have like these different joke structures and formulas. So you can't do like the same formula every time of like reversal, 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 like the audience will figure it out. And then by this third one, they don't care anymore. They get it. So you kind of have to mix it up as like, you do the three way build up, you do the reversal, you do like, you know, whatever, there's like 10 or 12 of these formulas, but it's like, um, but you got to mix it up. And this way that keeps the audience sort of engaged because then they're like, oh, I see it coming. He already did like two of these already. So, um, so that's one way to do it. One I have fun with is because like now that I kind of prime them to think, oh, I just did a reversal, a reversal. And then I like hit them with a third one. They think they know what's coming. And then I get them that way. So, so that's one way to have fun with, uh, the different formulas. Yeah. I've never heard of this. This is awesome information. So what is a reversal? So it's like when they, you know, they expect you to say one thing and then you say something completely different. That's the punchline. Okay. So you, the misdirection is what I would, yeah. as, as how I always, sure. you know, I remember my brother saying like, oh yeah, that was the secret to being funny was that you makes know, sense. a misdirection, right. you know, when you think it's going this way and then you just mm-hmm. hear something completely different and you're right. like, what? <laughs> yeah. So like, Anyways, I don't know. It's so uh, reversal is the actual, you know, technical right. term. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're all whatever the phrase is. I don't yeah. know what the kids are calling it these days. But yeah, <laughs> that's how you um, one way surprise the audience. Okay. Yeah. That's like that's the magic, right? Mm-hmm. Ta-da. <laughs> right. One of my uh, jokes, it's I think of my stupidest joke right now, but the audience loves it. So I have to keep doing it because they love it is when I say I'm Lou the Uber. Have you heard no, nope. uh, I'm Lou the Uber and I, I Luber you all over town <laughs> and then I'm, uh, you know, sell, sell 
drugs to my passengers, so I'm a luber duber. <laughs> and then I ask uh, if there's any Jewish passengers here. I have uh, discounts for Jewish passengers, and they all the audience is screaming Juber at that point. They like <laughs> are expect me to say Juber, and then I'm like, oh no, that one's uh, Schindler's Lift. <laughs> and then so I do like a double reversal on that one, and then they they're like, oh, their minds are blown. So yeah. um, so you know. Sorry to do that here for you, but that was like how I do a lead them down one way and then I hit them with like another structure. Yeah. So that's kind of how I built that one. And, and do you, you know, as a, a set gets like longer, right, have, uh, you know, a path that, that you follow down, you know, so as I'm thinking about this, right, this is, you know, my life, you mm -hmm. know, that I'm talking about. Um, I'm married. I got five kids, you know. Uh, just, wow. just in case, you know, wow. a few extras, you know, <laughs> in case if you fall out the back, <laughs> yeah. hopefully one of them will be wow. successful, <laughs> you know, be able to put uh, the, yeah, the, the diapers and change yeah. me, you know, when, nice. I, when I'm older, <laughs> all the butt wiping I had to do for them that they get to do for me in return. <laughs> yeah. My friend has a, a, well, he has like two siblings. And so the youngest one just bought a house for the parents. So I always say to my dad, if you had one more kid, you could have had a free house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they stopped it too. Oh, well. <laughs> the trifecta. Yeah. You got to get the parlays. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, building this set, you know, talking about my life. I'm a, a student actually at UNLV, right? So, nice. you know, this is uh, my home here and, you know, connecting with all the different students and educators and, you know, some of the fun things that we've learned and, you know, kind of bring in some of the educational components uh, into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is a, a drug-free campus, you Excellent. know, so, so there's a place that you can, you know, scavenger hunt to find where all the free drugs are. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that happens on the first week of, uh, you know, school every semester. Uh, and then uh, there's all these extracurricular activities and fun things that people do to stay on campus and have a great time. Uh, so comedy being one of those things that we're going to be building here, uh, that everyone will have a chance to participate in, uh, comedy weeks, going nice. to, to the different shows, building, uh, uh, stand up sets, being able to participate. At Finally, they didn't have that when I was a student. So this is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as a community member, we would love to invite you to, to join and participate and help educate awesome. everyone you. else that's interested in joining cool. us here. I'm a wealth of knowledge. So, yes, you can uh, certainly learn from me. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So uh, I've kind of, you know, been writing down different things, you know, try to see, you know, can it be funny? Right. Some of the things are, uh, you know, dirtier than others, you know, just to, mm -hmm. to be out there. Right. Of, uh, you know, uh, where my head goes, at least, you know, if it's funny or not, how to become more cleaner over time. That That's that's cool. Right. The persona that's being built here. Uh, you know, if it is, you know, based off of some fact, but then completely, you know, different, right. There's, mm -hmm. you know, how I've lived my life, right. As a religious person all this time, uh, but then completely can go off of the rails there, you know, with that. Right. So, uh, that, that, yeah, know, reverse, you know, right. uh, of let's talk about some of these, you know, religious things that, uh, are, uh, around, right, that we should be doing and shouldn't be doing and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the funny comedy around it, you know. Right. Uh, but that might not be appropriate for that audience, right? So, uh, you know, as I'm, you know, kind of going through, like, the notes here, you know, mm -hmm. uh, looking here, you know, thank you all for, you know, joining uh, for my son's bar mitzvah. Oops, you know, that's not the right <laughs> one here. <laughs> uh, all right, comedy set, right? <laughs> well, that 
kind of buildup of, you know, the order of how do you, you know, start, right? Mm -hmm. And, all right, okay, that was almost, you know, characterizing, you know, how we're going to do the comedy, right? But that wasn't for the right audience. Uh, uh, And then, you know, building towards, uh, you know, about me that's relatable to other people, uh, you know, that either is that topical, right? And then Mm -hmm. finding the humor in it, right? Or building that punchline and working the way backwards, so it's this kind of blend to try to find yeah. out where it is and then in what order does it That's go That's the real challenge is like finding what is it that I want to talk about that the audience wants to hear. And um, that's kind of why you have to do a couple hundred shows before you really get it figured out. So the first show is like a great goal, but you're not going to have it all figured out after that first or second show. Definitely have like your material prepared and like, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, um, but you know, this act evolves over time. So, so yeah, that's the challenge is like, what do I want to talk about and what do they want to hear? And then like trying to find that Venn diagram of like, you know, cause like sometimes I talk about my personal stuff of like, Oh, my life, this, my life, that. And then the audience doesn't care. So, so then I'm like, Oh, they don't really care about what's going on in my personal life. And I want to get laughs. So then I do what they want to hear. So it's like this tightrope you have to walk. Yeah. Of like, do I want to talk about me or do I want to get laughs? Yeah. So it's this like, isn't a therapy yeah, session, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to make this not a therapy session, right? So. <laughs> this is a lot cheaper than therapy. <laughs> yeah. But I have no other one else. I don't have anyone else to talk to. I got, I got <laughs> <laughs> my better help guy hung up on me. So yeah. I need this. <laughs> so I've been, you know, working, uh, uh, I've been involved in this weight loss journey, you know, trying to focus a little bit more. Nice. Uh, it hasn't been easy. You know, I've tried. Nothing, you know, obviously, as you can tell, right? Uh, no, no lipo, no, no gastric bypass, pills or Atkins, uh, just good old fashioned sex, you know, lots of it, right? To shed it all off, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, they say the, the slots are in Vegas are loose, <laughs> you know, guess who's the loosest, right? <laughs> Not the jackpot. <laughs> uh, so this weight loss journey, you know, it's, uh, it is a challenge because, you know, I have a lot of skinny friends. And, you know, they're, they're telling me how difficult it is for them to gain weight and, you know, bulk up. Mm. Uh, and I told them, well, I can give you some expert advice. <laughs> eat. <laughs> eat more. Eat more. It's not that difficult, but apparently it is for them. And they would tell me the opposite, which is eat less. Mm. Eat less. And for some reason, my mouth is chewing as it says that. Uh. <laughs> and it's uh, actually eating more. Uh, and so, you know, I've tried working out with, with my wife, my friends, personal trainers failed. You know, I, I, I once had a, a beautiful personal trainer and I thought that would, you know, be awesome, right? They're fit, looking great. Nope. Uh, you try figuring out how to squat your form properly with a uncontrollable raging <laughs> zero to six and one, two. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think we're, we're supposed to be working that muscle today, right? It was hard. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but I uh, wasn't losing weight, right? <laughs> uh, so she, she asked me uh, after several months without any progress, uh, what motivates you? Uh, I, I blushed. I got shy. I thought about it, right? Uh, so I was thinking, right? Uh, what am I going to do? This could go one of two ways. Nothing changes and keep going. What you do and continue to get what you got. 
Or maybe we combine my two favorite passions using a competitive reward and getting every, what every single straight man wants. I asked her, have you seen the movie Major League? Uh, I've seen it, yes. She said yes with a, a beautiful smirk on her face. So I have a new personal trainer now, <laughs> and uh, he is great. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. You know, it worked. You get, you, I want to throw in the more play on word stuff. Like the, the one I always like is, uh, you know, I pulled a muscle. It felt so good. I pulled it again. <laughs> you know, so you could throw that in there. You know, there's like stuff there. You got to, you know, mine for the gold, but there's definitely something there. Yeah. Yeah, and so, right, that's just like, mm-hmm. you know, a little sidestep within yeah. the story that, you know, mm-hmm. adds humor to right. to it, right? And, and what Seinfeld would say is, like, cut the fat, kind of, so it's like, there's a lot of good stuff in there, and then, so just, like, cut the unnecessary chitter-chatter, yeah, and so, like, you know, get to the punchline, get to this part, because there's some stuff there that was, uh, that is the laugh, and then the hard part is to remember to hold and let the audience laugh, like, give them the time to laugh. Because, like, when you're up there and you're nervous, you just kind of want to plow through it and get to the next joke already. But if you can, like, slow down and pretend that you're confident, the audience will believe it. And then they'll feel you'll kill it up there. Yeah. 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 I, I think that it is difficult because, you know, the timing is so important. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They need time to like hear it. Yeah. Understand it and then laugh. And so you got to give them their. And I'm horrible at singing. I'm horrible at music. So like you said, you know, it is all in essence a song Mm -hmm. of tone and timing and delivery to create that that music that's being performed. True. Uh, You know that I'm clearly the worst at Mm -hmm. doing. So I'm sure this is going to be a a flop and a half. Right. (laughs) Being able to be more concise, shorten it down, but still have the delivery to pace it. So it ends up still being, you know, the same amount of time in essence, but more spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, like I always thought, oh, all my jokes are so brilliant. I want to cram as many jokes in there as I can because I'm so hilarious and brilliant. But it's like it's OK to slow down, pick your favorites and then, um, yeah, give the audience a chance to like listen, enjoy it. And it's like it's not like machine gun joke, 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 joke. You know, that's what I always wanted to be because I told you I listened to Rodney Dangerfield growing up. So I was like, oh, I want to be that joke, joke, joke guy. But, um, you know, the audience, sometimes they just want like, you know, have a conversation and make it feel conversational. Like I said, I don't really want to talk to them, but it's got to like feel like a conversation. Yeah. So try to keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, just almost like the topical thing, you know, like how how often, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, are you, you know, eating fruit, right? Mm -hmm. You you know, take it out of the fridge to, you know, go eat it and then, you know, you wash it and then the peel is still on it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And you just peel it off and then eat it, you know. And then the then the sticker comes out the other side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all can relate. The, the, I heard that it was uh, uh, edible, <laughs> uh, but I would not eat that. Right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, uh, everyone's using the that chat G P T. Right? It, it mm-hmm. should be called Chat G E D because everyone doesn't need one of those anymore. Just use that thing. Right? Uh, it's been very helpful, by the way. You know, just to. Uh, be able to write some 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 funny jokes that uh, you know are good for dads, I guess. <laughs> Do you know what it's called when when one AI falls in love with another AI? What 
they're members of the chat LGBT community. <laughs> yeah. I, I love tech jokes uh, because they always fl- have, a, <laughs> have a floppy. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> the floppy disk doesn't get inserted. <laughs> so a- as we wrap up here, uh, you've brought some, some great knowledge. Uh, any final thoughts of how you can help me and give me some, some guidance in this journey? So the uh, main takeaways for your first show are going to be, um, you're going to be nervous. Don't worry about that. That's the fun part. Johnny Carson was nervous after 30 years. So I, w- I wanted to mention Johnny Carson. And then the uh, important thing, start off strong, do your like second best joke at the top, then the audience loves you, do whatever, have fun in the middle. Like I said, talk slow. They say when you think you're talking too slow, slow down. And then on your uh, last joke, do your whatever your best joke is and on the funniest joke, you know, they, they say that it's hard to determine what's your best joke, but close on the killer, say thank you, good night. So it's like, as much as you want to stay up there because you're having a blast, they say leave them wanting more. So start off strong and end strong, and the crowd's going to love you. And just say thank you, good night. You know that's the that's the goal. Excellent wisdom from a pro, Lou. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and look forward to creating more comedy together. Thanks, Darcy. Can't wait. Kill it up there. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can follow this glorious podcast at unlv.edu forward slash KUNV forward slash podcast and Love Seats on social media at Love Seats and Real Love Seats. And that's L-U-V-S-E-A-T-S, all one word. You've been a lovely audience. Until next time, share the love.